All right. Hey, we're at our for having our second uh, St. Bonaventure School of Business podcast, um, and the first one with someone who. Well, I guess you sort of do work here too, don't you? You yeah. still you're teaching here too. So, sort of. Yeah. yeah. So Shane, welcome. Uh, I want to introduce yourself and yeah. just tell a little about how you're here, why you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thanks for having me. But um, so I'm Shane Wiesjock. Uh, I was a 2010 marketing grad and 2011 MBA grad of St. Bonaventure. And I've kind of stuck around the area and done some, done some teaching, done some speaking, and I run Helpify.com, um, which I started with an alum here, and that's kind of you know my my connection to the school now. Some classes use it, and uh, I try to try to encourage as many people around the school <laughs> as I can to use it. So just to make sure we hear, everyone heard this. Some people may watch it on or listen to it on two or three two speed. Helpified.com. Yes. Yes. Okay, now now that we said it, we can go on with the interview. Yeah, Helpified.com. Yeah. Helpified.com. <laughs> um, but I, I, and I will say, and you know this, I use it for many of my classes and for for some of the bond response stuff we use. It, it, it's it, it really does make um, collating or whatever you want to call it, collecting material very very easily and fast on the internet. So right, right, yeah, and it, it kind of started out of out of a personal need more, more than anything. Um, I was trying to learn new skills that I didn't think I had on the web. So as opposed to, you know, dumping things in my bookmarks, this seemed to make the most sense. And so it was, it was really kind of, kind of build out of that internal need to start. Cool. So now you live in Silicon Valley, right? <laughs> I, I wish. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, so I'm still here in, uh, in Bradford, um, where I grew up. And so that's, you know, another reason I'm really close with the school. So uh, I, I don't think the school will be getting rid of me anytime soon. I hope not. No, no, I don't think we will either. So, <laughs> so um, I, I mean, we could talk, and we probably will talk, many different topics. But I, one of the ones that I find fascinating is, A, you, you seem to be one of my go-tos on a wide range of topics, from nutrition to what's new on the Internet to cool apps to you name it. Um, how do you, have you always been so widely read or yeah. I'm not sure widely read is the right word, but Renaissance. Absolutely. I mean, I, one, I love technology and I love, I love new things. Um, okay. whether it's, whether it's finding music or whether it's finding, um, products online. Um, so I, I think that's one of the things that I really enjoy doing is experimenting with new things. And maybe that, maybe that's what makes me a little bit, a little bit nerdy, I, I feel like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so it's something I'm really passionate about is, is finding new things and experimenting with them. Very cool. And uh, let's talk a little about your undergrad days here. You were a marketing major, as you said. I was, yes. Um, did you do anything else on campus? Um, basketball, any, anything at all? I did, yeah. I was a basketball yeah. player here. Okay. Um, really, that's, I mean, unfortunately. Basketball takes up a lot of time. Yeah, that's, that's about all I had time for. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was an amazing experience. I, I, I loved it. So I who loved, coached when you were here? Uh, my first, my freshman year, uh, Coach Solomon was here. Okay. So, and then the remaining three years was with Coach Schmidt, um, who was awesome. Uh, so I had fantastic experience. Uh, always different than, than what you think when you're coming in and different, different income, different outcome. Um, so it was, uh, but I'd certainly do it again. I mean, it, it really kind of defined, you know, what, what I do now. Really? Yeah. How how was that? That's, so, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, like, I think everything that you're doing um, transfers in one way or another. Sure. So the way that you work at things, the way that um, I had to work just to be here, uh, the mentalities that you have to have. I think um, you know that's why a lot of business people do look for um, hiring athletes or hiring 
talented musicians or hiring anybody who's talented at anything. So it's it's the mentalities that you build and the work ethic. Uh, you know, when I'm as opposed to now, you know, before I was trying to be in the gym all the time, shooting and you know sure. just just being out there. Um, now I'm working on my business. So uh, like that same level of work ethic is really no different than than when I played. Sure. It's interesting because, as you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I was listening to Tim Ferriss's the other day, yeah. and one of his guests said something very similar, and that w one of the things he looks for when he hires people yeah. is if they played sports. And it doesn't matter if they were you know, basketball or crew or whatever, just to know how to work on a team, how much work it takes, how to get along with others, he thought was really important. And that was one of his big pieces of advice to people in college now is to get involved with something, whether yes. it's uh, whether it's a basketball team or whether it's you know, up throwing a plug for bond response. I mean, get involved as a leader in something, and it really does, you know, help you down the road. Absolutely. I mean, people that are people people that can get better at things that they're already good at are just fascinating. So yeah. um, that I, I just I wanted to be in that group. Yeah. Well, you clearly are. You, you clearly are. So um, I think I met you for the first time at uh, an MBA class, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I can't remember if it was 604 or 610 or something, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, so you, you took finance, and you still survived, and you came out, and you, yeah, good. I, I made it. Yeah, I was in... Um I was actually in the weekend class. Right, up at Hilbert. Yep. Correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. My, my brother and I both. So we, yes. we were in the same class. Uh, <laughs> so, and your brother now is doing well? So, uh, my brother is also a St. Bonaventure MBA grad. He graduated uh, a year before me. Um, and he is a lawyer in, in Bradford. So, he went on to, he went from St. Bonaventure MBA to uh, Duquesne Law and now is in the area practicing law. And also our, our company's lawyer. So oh really? Oh very good. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that works well. Yeah, it helps. The family business aspect as well. We'll, we'll have to get Carol Whitmire here for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, and there's so many ways to go. I mean, I, I one thing I want to know, and this is me personally, so I'm hoping the listeners do as well. How did you decide? Once you decide, you know what, I need something to collect my bookmarks or whatever. How did you decide? You know what. I think there's an opportunity here to actually make something that's good to other people are going to like. How to just talk through that process a little, I guess. Absolutely. So, um, so one, I, I really wanted to build. I think the most successful products, like I was saying, come from your internal needs and things that you wish you had that are on the market um, that connect me close to people that would use it. Um, it, under, it helped me understand the user base, where to find them, what to say to them, those types of things. Um, what I really wanted to I guess what I, what I really wanted to figure out was a, a better way to do something that I was already doing. And um, I, at the same time that I was going out and um, trying to create this business or trying, really trying to figure out what I wanted to do with business, um, I had gotten into writing information products. So I had already had a successful information product out on how to build WordPress websites. Okay, so information products... A yes. website? Yeah, so what an information product is, I'll, I'll back up. Um, so I, I consider that it could be an ebook, it could be, um, you know, I guess you could consider a blog that's not necessarily an information product. So it could be a video course, which okay. at the time weren't as big. Uh, what was really big was simply, you know, pulling up a doc, uh, writing, writing it and then exporting as a PDF and then calling it an ebook. Uh, so so that's, Got a, it. that's Got essentially it. what I did. Um, so I had, you know, e even stepping back, um, I had I had ran a business in college um, 
and while playing basketball, while playing basketball, yes. while going to classes, yes, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right, um, while going to the gym, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so uh, my uh, my my 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. shift. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, but I really struggled. And what was your business you ran? So I had ran affiliate marketing sites on on the internet. Okay, so, um, it was something I actually started um, alongside one of the one of um, St. Bonaventure professor's sons, um, Mike Whitmire. Okay, so. Uh, and he had kind of shown me the ropes, um, which was a connection from, of course, Dr. Whitmire uh, during one of our classes. But um, I went on to kind of um, build my own business. And um, where I really struggled was information overload. Um, so as, as most people know, when they're trying to learn on, on the web, uh, it's, it's really difficult. You know, when I was searching for, so part of my business was obviously building websites, right? Um, when I was searching, and I had no technical background, you know, being a marketing major, it was something I always wanted to do, but um, I, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't even know where to start. So there was my first problem is when I went to search for things like how to build a website, um, you know, anything around that that topic, I would come up with like a gazillion hits. Yeah, HTML coding and you know things that things that I didn't know how to do and things that I struggled with for you know a few months. I mean, really the first year of my business, I couldn't even figure out how to build a website. I mean, it was, it was difficult. I wasn't, you know, I, I, I just couldn't figure it out. Um, so when I finally figured out, you know, if I want to build this, um, this information product, let's say, and a website that had you know, your basic text, videos, images, mm -hmm. what have you, I should use WordPress. It made, it made a lot more sense. But Google isn't going to tell you that because Google is better for searching for things that you sort of know you want to search for as opposed to discovery. So I guess this is a really long way to, to explain why I built that first information product on building websites. I didn't want people like me who had the skills to have a successful product or successful business to get bogged down in searching for things. I just wanted to give them the process and say, this is how you do it from start to finish. And here you go. Um, and and hmm. and it was. I thought that was a big value add. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's you know essentially what what Helpify turned into. Um, so you started that process of writing the documents when you were here. Yes. And then the, the summer before my MBA year is when I created steps to build a website dot com. Okay. Yep. Um, is that still up? Uh, it's actually going to be up. So we're, okay. we're re revamping it into a. Um, I'm having somebody revamp, revamp it into a video course. Okay. Um, so yes, it, it will be still up. Actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so that was before before your MBA. Yes. And then you went and you got your MBA. Were you still playing basketball at that time, or you um, done basketball? Actually, at the, at that time, I transitioned into. So I was done playing basketball. I had graduated, and I was the assistant strength coach here. Okay. Um, for for a year, so I worked with Coach Fisk in the weight room with the in the weight room in the Riley Center with the athletes. Okay. It was awesome. Um, I'm a big fitness guy. I, I loved it, uh, and you know, I, I did have to get up at 4:30 every morning, but it was. Uh, it was Were you still doing the 11 to one shift? Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of. The, I mean, you could do that in college. I just didn't. I honestly just didn't get much sleep. You yeah. Know? And that that was just kind of what it took. Wow. But actually, if um, I don't know that I would recommend this to anybody, but if you are starting a business, the Riley Center after about 8 p.m. <laughs> is, is a great quiet place to work. So. <laughs> Very good, yeah. except on game days. Yeah, except on game days. Yeah. yeah. So all right, so now you, you're you're going through, you're getting your MBA. You w did you know you wanted to run your own business when you were getting your MBA, or were you not sure? Or? Absolutely. Um, to to be honest, I I had gotten. Um, just very recently, 
I had been interviewed um, for a mentorship position um, at, at MIT, and it was the first resume I'd ever made. I'd never really. I, I actually had to look up resume structure. Um, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, which might be might be kind of unprofessional, but I never had a formal sure. resume. Yeah, um, yeah. So while I was in school um, trying to build websites and run you know an affiliate marketing business. I mowed lawns to make money uh, before that, so I mowed the coach's lawns here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, My lawn needs mowing. Are you still in that business? Yeah, I wish. I <laughs> wish. Sometimes, some days I do wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so you knew you were going to be an entrepreneur. Right. And you you now finished your MBA. Yep. What, what's next? I mean, do, do, do you know what you're doing? It was Helpified already? Were you going to run websites? What were, what were no, you... so, so at this point, I was just, um, I was still sort of consulting. So I was building websites for people okay. at the time and doing marketing, things like that. Um, and I, I Locally was, or internationally or uh, domestically? Lo- or? At, at this time, it was locally. Um, I had a couple, I had some clients in the South just from like personal connections. Okay. So it wasn't, uh, okay. it wasn't necessarily at the national business but um, okay. I was doing that at the time and running steps to build a website so I was just building that out so mm-hmm. I was trying to build out um, what I could do technology wise so building these sites where I sold information and, and affiliate links and things like that so I had a couple of those but okay. um, that's really what I was doing at, at the time so what that means is I was kind of figuring it out like, okay sure <laughs> yeah and then you got this idea yeah so so from there um I had, you know, kind of kicked around the idea of going to the next step. I knew that if I really wanted to build um, a, a technology product or a platform, as opposed to something like information, to where it didn't really cost me money, it was mainly like sweat equity. Let's say um, I wanted to go out and raise some money to to try to do it right. Um, so I went out to, you know, it was a connection from Dr. Palmer here, which which is so interesting. I mean, honestly, Bonas asset has defined like. A good part of my life, and I would imagine that that'll probably continue. Um, so I'd gone, you know, and talked to Dr. Palmer about this from you know, here in the business department, and he knew of an alum that was interested in potentially um, working with a student on their business, and that happened to be Tony Annunziato, um, who I still, you know, I've done many deals with to this day, and who's been. Um, Awesome, awesome guy. Uh, yeah, he's talked to my class numerous times. So yeah, yeah I, a friend I, now. Um, you know, yeah. So, um, and whether you know, and I stay at his house sometimes, whether oh, really? he likes it or not. Yeah. Wow, very good. <laughs> he bought me pizza. I mean, yeah. he, he's actually a big donor for Sim as well. Yeah. So he he, he invested two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get our energy hedge fund started. Right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just been um, it's just been such an awesome and interesting experience um, working with him and kind of going through like the, the, the trials of running a business, you know, I, I had, I, I did have a business when I was in school, but it, it's just different than something form, a little bit more formal like this. Um, so, so I've certainly made a lot of mistakes and, um, things have gone well, things have gone bad. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's a learning process. Um, but now, you know, things are, things are really coming together. We're getting, you know, we have a ton of traction, um, so we're in some exciting times now. So, but, so how? I mean, a user goes to Helpify. And most of the stuff is free. How are you making money on that? Is yeah. it is it upselling? Is it, what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I guess to to back up, just so people understand what, what Helpify is. Um, so, Helpify is is a micro learning platform. So, what you can do on Helpify is go on the site and kind of like we've been talking about, 
um, you can organize your own courses and what we call learning paths. So how you build a learning path is by organizing existing material from the web, so that could be YouTube videos, articles, um, anything that you can embed, or uploading materials, so documents, PowerPoints, and you can add your own material. So if there's some gaps you need to fill. So that's what is a learning path. So you can and add your own material, write it up, text material, whatever. Exactly, right. exactly. And so that's what the whole site is about, is giving people the power to build those. So um, how we made money initially is people build their own um, and we build them as well. And when you had a product to where somebody, you know, you could pay money for it. So that could be web hosting, that could be QuickBooks, um, that could be any, any product. Mm -hmm we would make an affiliate commission off of that when somebody clicked through and um, and, and, and it tracked them and we would get a kickback of that, that money. And actually, I had come from that world of affiliate sure. marketing, so it was a natural transition to to make money in that way. And we, we still generate revenue um, from that now. So what else we do is we started out as a free product for people to go on and teach publicly, um, which people really liked doing. But when I, you know, when I, I, I had always wanted to do this with businesses and with incubators and you know, these organizations. So I had, I had, you know, I actually happened to be out in Texas with, with Tony at one point, and um, I had gone around to some of the incubators in Austin and just, you know, around where mm -hmm. I'd been traveling, and I pitched. I said, "This makes sense. You're trying to teach people things. You're trying to show people things. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. why not use my platform to do it? Um, it's free. Give it a shot." And they said, "No." Everybody said no. Um, they said, why would we teach publicly? We want to teach privately. Um, so because, you know, the things that we're doing, part of being here is this information that we share with you, and we want to only share it with our members and our employees and things like that. So Help Fight for Organizations was born. Um, so what, you know, our second way, I guess, that we generate revenue is by selling licenses of the product to businesses. So... People can create their own training material, their own that company learning material. And then that's only available to members? Yep, yep. So it's a secure space that's only available to the members of that organization. So it's we made it really simple to invite people, and you can share your information. You can take information from our library, um, but it's for your company or your organization too. So without... I don't want trade secrets here, but what, what is most of more people coming in in the organizational path through businesses, or are you getting just people off the street using it or good um, mix? It's it's a little bit of both. So, uh, so just a little louder. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So so it's a little bit of both. Um, we have we have over a million people that come to the site every month, um, just organically. Okay. Uh, so to to the public version of the site, um, we as a company have been pushing so. Where a lot of um, like company licenses come from, or trials, or what have you, it comes from them coming to the site first, and having, trying it, and having a positive individual experience, and then trying it. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're sort of shifting our focus to promoting to businesses. So we haven't we've actually had no ad spend. So I've spent zero dollars in ads. Really, um, I've never spent money on an ad. Uh, wow. Actually, my first ad, the Bradford Chamber of Commerce wanted me to. Uh, they gave me a free ad for um, so it ended up being you know with the membership like wow. bucks or something but okay um, so so I come from a search engine optimization background so sure. I, I didn't I, so there's more to marketing than just running an ad yeah absolutely um, I mean I mean certainly we would we will look to paid ads to grow faster but um, 
or organic traffic has been really good. So it's, mm. that's partnerships, that's search engine optimization. Um, there's there's a lot of ways to, to, to drive traffic to something that doesn't cost money. Um, so at this point, uh, all of all the things that we are doing were, were geared towards organic traffic. And um, it, it, now we're switching more towards just because, you know, being candid, we can generate more revenue by selling this to businesses. Sure. So, um, so we've, we've switched our focus. I think you have a big there. impact, period. I mean, yeah, and, you know, the, it, it's been kind of interesting because it was it was an industry that I never thought I would be involved in. Um, so it's it, it's something that's... The that's training, I'm not, I'm not sure what industry we're speaking here. The yeah, training industry? Yeah, the training industry. So uh, um, uh, corporate learning, let's say. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's something that we never necessarily thought that we would be involved in, but, you know, it's, it's, it's ripe for disruption. Um, I mean, you have basically all of these old training platforms sure. and people that aren't, you know, or, or companies that just aren't helping their, their employees learn. So we mm. just give them an easy solution. So it's been um, a fun experience more than anything. And there's you know, lots of things you can build around yeah. it. And I, I, just let me throw in, I, I'm a little biased here because I use it constantly for my classes. And yeah. I think it, I mean, it, it really works well from an educational setting as well. So not just corporate, but uh, if you want to sell it to other universities, I think that would be another route to go as well. Yeah, yeah. We have um, several dozen schools that, that have used it in one way or another, and that's, um, you know, high schools and colleges, uh, interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Next thing we got to figure out a way to use it in Haiti, but that's yes. another that's another story, another yeah. another day, another that's story. Another yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, I, I mean, I guess is there what's the future here for Help If I just continue to grow on the the both sides, but predominantly the corporate training side. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess um, I don't know if you're continuing that question, but um, but we want to grow on on the corporate learning side certainly um, we want to also grow as a platform so that we can you know as as we grow we can be a little bit more advanced in the way that right now it's helpful is, is essentially a repository and a way to um, you know add things and track them across your across your user base or your company where we want to go next is sort of um, making that a little bit more automated so if, if I want to go on there and learn for myself um, I can go and it will suggest me the next steps, suggest me understand what I already know and kind of guide me along. No, so, you're using artificial intelligence then? Or what are yeah. you, how are you doing? So it would be machine learning. Um, okay. Essentially what, what it would be is, so we would understand the things that they've, that they've, so based on, you know, let's say a quiz at the beginning when they sign up and a few things that they're interested in, um, we, would, we would start learning about them through the system. So the things that they're adding, um, the learning paths that they're that they're um, that, that they're learning from, uh, the th that all the stuff that they're exper experimenting with on the site, you know, that's the interesting part about running a website is is that level of tracking is actually pretty simple. Where it gets a little bit complicated, and, and we certainly we already do that now, but where it gets complicated is you know the algorithms that um, we would need to suggest the next steps. So right. there's a lot of you know things on the API level that we can use. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not really a difficult next step. It just hasn't hasn't come into play yet. Hmm. Fascinating. So, uh, I, one of the things that is intriguing to me when um, you know we, we, we talk all the time is, is your workforce. <laughs> so why, why don't we talk a little about who works for you and how you do that? I mean, you have either very few or very very many people working for you at any given point in time. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's. From a top level, it's very few. Um, yeah. So, so we really don't have um, 
you know, any real employee. I mean, honestly, yeah, very few employees. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where our work comes from predominantly is, is outsourced labor. I mean, so we do have a, we, we do have programmers and things here in, in the States that, that are, are necessary for us to run. And those are relatively new. You were started yes. before any of that, right? I started, um, I started the company with no employees and no real programming experience. So I found an outsourced programmer. Um, I didn't know. So our, so for technical people that are listening, our site is built in Ruby on Rails, um, which is the same programming language as Groupon, as Twitter, um, a lot of your your software that, that you see, that you experience. Um, same programming language. Um, I didn't know how to build it with it. I actually didn't know what it was until after I started. So it was a new train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a suggestion that came from me, uh, you know, by asking questions. Uh, really, the only reason I went that route is it was the easiest out of the programming languages to learn. So easier than PHP, easier than um, Python. This made more sense. So I thought, you know, someday I would learn it. Um, so, and, and, I, and at least I could learn it enough to manage it. What I did was um, I knew... I knew more about the programming and how to how to find outsourcers because I had you know I'd been outsourcing for quite a while at this point you know mm-hmm. with my my previous business so I found a programmer on Elance um, who actually turned into our main programmer he's oh, really? awesome yeah he's uh, very very awesome um, so he's I found him on Elance because uh, he built me my first uh, wireframe of the site so the first non-working version of the site actually came from. Our, our one of our current programmers very um, cool yeah huh. yeah so from there um you know i've used you know your typical you know outsourcing marketplaces like odesk and elance and now what is it upwork upwork or, yeah upwork uh-huh. um, which is just a combination of the two um yeah. and also sort of my own channels to find these people that can manage accounts that can do research um write content um no, I, I do high, I, just for, again for the listener. This, these are external programmers that are working just as contractors. Yes. Yep. So, so all ten ninety nine contractor based, um, except if they're you know in another country, then they're not even ten ninety nine. They're mm-hmm. essentially just an an expense line. Yeah. More than anything. Uh, so, so that's a little bit of documentation, but but that's really it. Yeah. So. It's Fascinating. What, what has been really interesting, I mean, we, we build our user base to over a million people with one employee. Um, so it's, uh, it, wow. the, the world is changing and like what work is getting much different, I, th- I think, than it's ever yeah. been. So it's, it's kind of an exciting time to work on the internet and, yeah. and to experiment. And that's kind of potentially what makes me a little bit nerdy, like going back to like understanding the products and being excited about finding new things. Um, there's just so much out there that people don't, don't realize. Well, what, um, I, I guess let, let's switch shoes or switch gears a little and say, okay, now you're talking to your, your class or you're, you're talking to a group of students and you're, you guess lecturing. Yeah. What do you tell them about, I mean, if, if, if I want to start a business today and I, I, I really, I think I want to do something online, where do I begin? Um, Oh, one, I would say just do it. Um, okay. So, so like how... Like you just taken that. Yeah, just so you know. I know. Okay. I will, yeah, right. I'll be getting sued as soon as I hang up. But um, yeah. uh, I think where I've started succeeding in business, and I don't know that, you know, I think I have a long ways to go, um, but is, is messing things up, is really jumping in, failing, um, you know, 
searching, searching for things on my own, learning on my own. Um, I really think that's defined a lot of the things that, that, I've, that I've been able to do and things that I understand now. You know, every day, I screw a little bit less. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so, so that's, that's, that's kind of always uh, my, my, my I haven't got thinking. to that point yet. I yeah. still screw up a lot every day. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it depends on who you're asking, uh, yeah. if, depending on how much better I'm getting. Um, but I, I, would say, I would say for them, if they can really define what it is that they want to do, um, it makes it much easier to go out and put those pieces together. So that could be the outsourcing that you're doing. It could be just general hiring or learning. Um, okay. So, yeah. So don't be afraid to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go for it. Like, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, don't be afraid to make a mistake and set specific goals. So when you leave, when you leave um, goals open, uh, I, I think that makes, you know, it, it makes decision-making a lot, a lot harder. Uh, and there's not really any metrics to define success or failure. But when you can really say, I want to do X in Y amount of time, um, it makes running a business not really that difficult. So let's put you on the spot. What is X? You, <laughs> when you started this, what, you wanted to start a business that was it. And within yeah. a year, whatever yeah. the number was. And honestly, I, I thought that was one of my mistakes when I started out. Is I, I didn't know that I had a, def, a definition. So what I really wanted to start was an easier way for me to learn on the internet. Um, okay. What that what that eventually turned into is an easier way for other people to learn on the internet, and now we want we want to be you we want to be the best place for people to learn business skills on the internet, not not just business skills, but um, you know you know life skills in general. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, why don't we switch gears again and just talk a little background? So instead of doing an introduction, we, you know we're we're done with the introduction. We're done with the uh, the business side. So how I guess in a couple of ways. One, how do you think Banas changed you in a way, or did it change you? Helped you, maybe is a better term. Yeah. How how did your ties here, or how did your, you know, how did your six ten teacher? Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I said that or not. <laughs> uh, but but how did how did that help you? I mean, some of the people that are listening to this clearly are, are people who are, have gone to Banas. Some of you, your classmates, etc. So how did that play into you where you are now? Um, a, a lot, honestly. Um, I think I think going to one being at a school with with a small community on, on campus has was really helpful because I was very close with my classmates, um, super close still. And certainly being a basketball player here when it was you know a, a focus of, of sports, you know, you know we don't necessarily we don't have a football team, um, so it helped me make friends. It helped me make connections um, with with not only students, but with faculty, which was really important. And honestly, since I've been here, uh, which is which is interesting because I had never really thought about going to St. Bonaventure until uh, I was actually going to run track at a school um, until May of my senior year. I didn't know that. Huh. Yep, I was going to be a track runner at... Uh, what, what event? Um, I was, a I was uh, like... 400 to 800 runner. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I wanted, I was trying to run track uh, at, at other schools because that's what my brother had done. So um, I hadn't got recruited a lot for basketball. What did so he run? I, I, my brother was a 100, 200, 400 runner. Okay. So, yep. All right. Yeah. So uh, um, that's actually what I want to do. And, you know, I came here and, you know, I came here in a transitional time for the basketball team, which, you know, it took up, a, a, you know, the majority of my time. So it was a, a very interesting experience, you know, as Solomon was on his way out and Coach Schmidt was on his way sure. in. Um, so it was it was a, a learning and life experience to say the least. Um, and you know, since since starting here, you know, 
almost everything I've done uh, formally with business informally has been through something with St. Bonaventure. I mean, so it's the St. Bonaventure faculty essentially helped me. I mean, they did sure. start my business. So yeah. I, I don't know without that connection to Tony or, you know, the other, you know, uh-huh. and not, and it, it's not, I mean, Tony's been a huge, huge part of this and an amazing mentor and, and friend. Um, but the alumni network itself has been awesome. Uh, yeah. you know, so I, I work very closely with Tom Cullen in Chicago and, um, you know, so he, Tom works at where? So Tom works at Launchpad Lab, um, which is a Ruby on Rails development firm. Um, so he is a, Another great guy, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome guy. Um, so Tom and I met at a alumni board meeting. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't on the, the alumni board, but I was. Uh, they let me come in and speak um, about my business and some things. And Tom and I had kind of hit it off. So that's really how our relationship was born. So how we do, do we do a lot. Um, you know, I've worked with him on on a cancer research pro- project, a very big one. Um, and he he's a big referrer for my for my mm. business and. Um, Awesome. Company. So he's been super cool. I was yeah. actually just there uh, two weeks ago. So, oh, yep. yeah. He's a good guy. A whole yeah. good family. I mean, a really great family. Yeah. All of them. All so. the honest people. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's, and we could, again, talk about Bonus and Bonus Networking yeah. and Bonus Alumni forever. <laughs> uh, I don't want to turn it just into that. So let's just turn it back a little. And, and some of the things that, you know, the questions I mentioned beforehand Big mentors. You've mentioned Tony a couple times. Yep. Um, who else has really changed or shaped the way you, you know, have evolved? Um, I, I mean, I, and I, not just at Bonas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly my parents. Like my my parents are entrepreneurial. Um, my dad runs a dairy business. Oh, really? Um, yep. So, uh, so I I kind of had a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit from him, um, and I, I I've just met some some. Since starting this, uh, I've met some just super cool people that have been. It, it's been really interesting because, at least I thought this. Um, when you get into business, you know, uh, you always feel like everybody is a competitor uh, to to a certain extent. Um, at least, at least on the web. Uh, and, and I was I was wrong. I was really wrong. Okay. Um, oh, I was just saying. Because I was going to say, I guess I'm in totally, I, in academia, I think everyone's a, yes. like a, a teammate yes. almost. Well, so, and, yeah. and, and so even what I mean is like, even inside of our industry, so other learning companies and other people a lot like us, everybody is helpful. Um, yeah. So you have your occasional person maybe that, that's, that's not as helpful, but, um, you know, it was really a great experience for me to, you know, being in Bradford, I guess, uh, you're a little bit limited in terms of people that you can really talk to about technology, let's say, because I'm a unique person inside of, you know, there's not a whole lot of tech companies in Bradford, but um, being willing to participate online in conversations, being willing to travel and, excuse me, being being part of a, a tech community, there's been so many people, you know, so many really, really cool people and uh, I guess important people that, that have you know been willing to sit down with me and say, you know, give me advice and give me feedback. And um, I really think that's shaped kind of what, what mm. I've been able to do. So it's people are very, very accessible online, um, which has been fascinating to me. When I teach an introductory class, I always ask the first question I ask, where is St. Bonaventure? Yeah. And I wait for an answer that everyone says almost immediately is, in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And I stop it instantly. I'm like, absolutely wrong. Yeah. Bonaventure is in the middle of everywhere. Yeah. And with the internet, you literally are, it doesn't matter. I mean, I know you've hired people in Ukraine. I mean, you've, it doesn't matter whether, you know, there's not a day that goes by personally 
that I don't hear from someone in Liberia, many people in Haiti, people in California. I mean, it's just, yeah. you're everywhere. It's, it's just, it's fascinating. And, um, you know, we get, a, I get slack from people sometimes in the technology space that I haven't you know, left to go to, to, to a more urban area or to go to Silicon Valley. You, oh, I and, thought you meant Olean. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought, I thought you were yeah, talking to, urban go, area. Go from the down, Bradford, Bradford to Olean yeah, transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of move people doing that yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I haven't made the leap to the big city yet. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> um, like, we've never had a customer stop before they purchase something and say, where's your office or, or where are you located? doesn't exist I mean (laughs) my my office is where my computer is or where I am I mean it 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 really doesn't matter anymore yeah so Uh it's been um it's it's been fascinatingly helped me stay disciplined by being here and focusing on only the things that matter versus being other places where it's very easy to go to events and it's very easy to have distractions um like if I if I had to do it all over again I wouldn't leave here um I mean, I'm not saying there isn't you know, more, more fun, you know, uh, you know, but this is a great place to start a business. So how one, th- one problem, a lot of good things about the Internet, a lot of good things about not having an office. One problem that I see and I, I experience and just want to see how you deal with it. How, how do you separate? Is it 24-7 you're working? Is it, I mean... You can run your computer, your business from your phone. Your phone is always with you. Yeah. Do you ever get to say, "Okay, I'm I'm done. I'm gone for a little bit"? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a it's a, honestly it's a it's a personal struggle of mine to to separate sort of home and uh, and work because it's it's the same place I, a, lo- I, a lot of times. So I hear you with both ears. And, and yeah. you know, instead of having to travel to my office, I just have to open my computer, which happens to be open all the time. And with people working in different time zones, it's it's certainly a struggle. Where I found where I found um, you know, a little bit of peace with it, with it, I think is just being as organized as I can and trying to set internal rules to say, okay, you know, work ends at 10 p.m. I mean, that sounds I know that sounds crazy, but um, it yeah. starts at 6 a.m. Yeah. But besides <laughs> that, yeah, that's the great thing about being an entrepreneur is you get to pick yeah. the 22 hours of the day that you work. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> in college profession, you can throw that one in there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I agree, and I think it's. At, at some level, and this sounds awful because I'm a professor and I tell it, I, I feel really sorry for people who have a nine to five. I can't, I've never had a nine to five job. No. I can't imagine a nine to five job. But it's just like, wait, you're done at five. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're, I, I don't have anything to do this weekend. What? How, <laughs> wait, how, how is that even possible? Yeah. Don't you have 18 things that you wanted to work on your website or your, I mean, it's just like you always do. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are in that nine to five stage that, you know, are working at the bank or working at, you know, um, you know, a local business and they don't have homework and I, and I envy them sometimes, but, you know, I look at the flexibility of what I'm able to do and oh. that the leverage, I, I guess that, that I have, um, you know, with, with the things that, that I do, I, I, I would never want to switch places. You yeah. Know, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To teach their own. I, I mean, whether it's to work on Wall Street, you yeah, know, to whatever. I mean, you know, there, there's not many jobs that, you know, we both have gym clothes on essentially right now. <laughs> yeah. You you can't do that in Wall Street. You can't do that at a bank in Olean even. I no. mean, it's just yeah, it's a different different. Uh, yeah. Technology has really been an enabler in some ways, and that that's clearly one of them. Yes, yeah, changing the world. What, um, so we talked about mentors, um, favorite book you've ever read? Gosh. Or favorite um, couple. You don't need to give me just one. Yeah. 
uh, that's that's really tough. Um, you so, read a lot. Yeah, I'm a really avid reader. Um, I guess I I guess I'll stay generic. So I have uh, what I've been trying to do, and it hasn't worked as well. Is I read a lot of fiction before I go to sleep. Okay. Um, so it you know it, it helps. That's part of what helps me end the day. Uh, whether I do a good job of that um, or whether I'm not just you know going straight from computer to sleep is is one is another thing. But um, I I really liked. I think in and I think I have a lot of a lot of favorite books, but I'm a big four hour work week fan just okay. be, just because I know that I didn't know that when I mentioned them earlier. Yeah, I, I just because I know it's incredibly generic, um, at least for for me because I, I talk so about just Tim Ferriss all the time. Okay, Tim Ferriss. Yeah, so um, I'm a, I'm a huge huge Tim Ferriss fan. Uh, he is he's an author, um, uh, Princeton guy, very very smart. Um, he he I, I got a lot of the things that I do from people like him that are kind of willing to share their experiences and write about them. So he had run a supplement company um, right, at, right as soon as he got out of, out of college. And he was in a very similar position to where I was, to where he was working all the time and it had ruined a couple of, of really good relationships for him. And he um, you know, was basically you know working around the clock with different time zones and selling and all this stuff. So he had, he had condensed, he had done all this stuff to condense his um, work week down to, I think the title is four hours. I don't know if it yeah. actually was four hours, um, but essentially he he talks in the book about outsourcing, about time management, about you know all of these things that um, that people can do to to, to work smarter and mm-hmm. not harder. And it was, I mean, some of it, you know, some of it was a little bit unrealistic. But I mean, I I, I put that into what I do, and not certainly that I. I don't. I don't work four hours. Four hours. That would be. You sleep be four hours a week. Yeah, I sleep. Yeah, it's it's a little contrast, but um, but that that really got me involved in this productivity space, in this you know um, work tracking. So that's really kind of what it played a big role, honestly, in in how I wanted to move my company. Let me suggest if you like the four hour work week. Let me suggest the twelve week year. The twelve week year, okay. Yeah, twelve week year by uh, Michael Lennington. Um, really, really good. Many of the same ideas, but his view is that you a do the same stuff, but then you also have a reset button every twelve months or sorry twelve weeks where it says okay, you know you work ten weeks, you get a vacation week, and then you start up again. Almost in some ways like. The quarter system, if you want to think yeah. about it, at school, you 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 work on one project for the next whatever ten months, uh, ten weeks. I'm going to do X, and then okay, you're done. Let's roll up and the next we we strategic plan for a day and we go again. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's just um, it it really, what I really like most about what I'm able to do, um, like with my lifestyle, mm-hmm. I, I think if you will. Is, is having the, the flexibility to to optimize the things that things that so I can have um, like so I can get better at things I think sometimes inside of work you are on that same schedule that you show up and go through the motions and you know I've been caught in that before um, but the interesting thing about about you know being being an avid reader being an avid learner um, and trying to optimize the things that I do every day whether it's my schedule whether it's um, you know, when I eat breakfast or what I eat for breakfast. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's really cool understanding those things and seeing how it affects the way that you perform and kind of being in this position that I am 
you can tell. Uh, I mean, so yeah. it's 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 very easy to measure. So I guess I have to ask, what do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you led us down that road. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Typical yeah. breakfast. Go ahead, everyone. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I'm I'm a really big shake person. Okay. Um, so I so I make a kale shake every every morning okay. for breakfast. And I, I actually eat more of a traditional lunch for, for breakfast. So I will have eggs um, that I cook in the microwave. Um, I'm a huge microwave uh, user. Sure. The, the pan is just, it, it's not for me. It's yeah. too much to wash. Yeah, I um, understand. And I'll, and I'll have a, a piece of meat or two. Um, so that's, uh, it's, it, it's interesting because um, when I was in school, I ate the same thing for breakfast and lunch um, every meal all four years I was here. I never changed my, my breakfast or lunch. And you know, I, was, I was like 5% body fat. I was in, in fantastic shape. Um, so now and I that's what you ate every yeah, day? Yeah, every day I would eat um, two hard-boiled eggs, um, two pieces of chicken, and, uh, and a spinach salad with no, um, no dressing. So that's every meal for four years, five years while I was here. Um, wow. Yeah, so... Uh, it was <laughs> wow. I, I'm just uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, thought I was bad. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know. There's um, there's parts of my day where not having to make a decision uh, it, it's just sure. it's just so much better. There, there's a lot of research. I mean, and obviously, yeah. If you, you've seen that from Tim Ferriss. I mean, yeah. that you put things on autopilot and you just yeah, and it just it just doesn't it doesn't change. It, it I don't frees have to up think about it. Time to think about other things, etc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I, I don't I don't know that I use my my mind as well as I should, but you know, it's 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 like a bucket. You know, there's only so much that I can do creativity wise, and um, so much that I can handle it. At and a, thinking at about breakfast level. isn't one of the things you're going to worry about. <laughs> yeah, thinking about breakfast, I yeah. Well, very good. Um, <laughs> wow, I, I'm, that's good. Yeah. Um, Anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, I, I, I think that we've hit most of the points that I had. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, oh, you know what? One other I didn't okay. say. What, uh, this is a societal thing more than a, I asked this, I, I, this grew out of my bond response question. So okay. biggest, challenging, biggest challenge facing us as a society now? Um, gosh, I, I, th- I think to harness technology. Um, so, so, I mean, there's certainly a lot of, a lot of, challenges that that we have as a society it's it's using the things that we've created you know at a higher level uh, in in a better way so using technology to help people using technology to to change how you work um to to bring people in that that wouldn't have to bring people into situations that wouldn't have otherwise been able to do that so you know um i always look at outsourcing like we've talked about Mm -hmm. um i look at look at health you know there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that you can use these amazing amazing technologies that are that are changing every day for for the better so when we can learn to do that so one of the things we're talking about outsourcing and the listeners won't have any idea of this and you're you're suggested there's trying to open it up to not just people that are already using technology, but to people, you know, and, and I'm going to go back to my fail-safe is Haiti. Yes. I mean, things like that, that if we can figure out a way, and whether it's through helpified teaching them or whatever, I think that it, it really is going to be, and it's a cliche now, but a leveler. A, I mean, it's going to make the world significantly more flat for many, um, I think. Now, obviously... And I don't want to get into the whole inequity thing. The, the, the inequity is still, I mean, when, and, and I'm not, I don't mean to pick on you in the least on this, but when one person can run, have a million customers, that was impossible a decade ago. It was, yeah. it was unimaginable 50 years ago. Yes. And now it's 
not commonplace, but it's it's, it's doable. It's doable. I mean, so I'm not very. I mean, uh, I'm not that unique in the, in that way. Um, yeah. You know, I think you know what it what it's going to take is, um, and I and I, I see this from my very very naive potentially and my new um, tech tech uh, lens that I have, but it's getting smart people to work on important things. Too many times, like you know, in the valley. And part of the reason why I've been here focused with my head down is you have these people that are, that are so intelligent building Pinterest for cats and building like, you know, and, and, and what is wrong with Pinterest for cats? Yeah, I mean, no, nothing against cats, <laughs> but you know, maybe, maybe there's something better that, that yeah, people yeah, can be working I understand. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. And I think that I, I'm still excited about technology. Clearly there's drawbacks. Clearly you know, we have privacy issues to deal with. And, you know, if everyone does get onto the system, I mean, whether or not, you know, again, and I go back to Haiti or inner city, wherever, if they are going to have the, or rural for that matter, if the people are going to have the access to it, I think is an important thing yes. to worry about. But I think that overall on net, no pun intended, technology is going to be a game changer for the better, not for the worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much, Shane. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah. Have you back some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and always welcome. Always welcome to my class and everything else. Perfect. Well, thank you. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah.